You're listening to a message from Victory Church of the Bay Area. For more information, please visit us on our website at victoryus.org. Okay, so today, I'm just going to share to you a very short uh, story. A short but uh, very beautiful story uh, of how the Lord, uh, you know, when he encountered this woman, this widow, changed her life. And I was thinking of a, of a title. Yeah, I want to use uh, what Dennis used, uh, Beauty for Ashes. Okay, what uh, Larry told earlier. Out of the ashes, God can make it something beautiful. But, you know, I want to be relevant, so I put the, the widow's son, Homecoming. Okay, like Spider-Man, Homecoming. <laughs> Okay, so let's read in uh, Luke chapter 7, and we'll start from verse 11. Jesus raises a widow's son. Why don't we all stand up, okay? And, and let's read the word together. Okay, verse 11. Soon afterward, he went to a town called Nain. And his disciples and a great crowd went with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. And a considerable crowd from the town was with her. And when the Lord, and when the Lord saw her, he had compassion on her and said to her, Do not weep. Then he came up and touched the bier, and the bearers stood still, and he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave to him to his mother. Verse 16, Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us, and God has visited his people. And this report about him spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding county. Let's pray. Lord, we are... Thank you for this morning. We thank you for being here with us. And thank you for really uh, preparing something for us to, to be encouraged to, Lord, through your word. And I pray that you use me today as your mouthpiece. Let your Holy Spirit open the hearts of everyone, Lord. I pray that you will even reveal yourself to them in a new and living way. Lord, uh, we don't want to leave this place empty, but we want to leave this place filled by your Spirit, God. So may your presence, manifest presence, be upon this place for your glory and honor. In your mighty name, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, let's go. Why uh, don't we all take a seat? Okay, this town of Nain, okay, Nain. Uh, the name is actually a Hebrew name which means beautiful or pleasant or sometimes they call it the green pastures. It's actually located in the middle of I think it's in Galilee in ancient Issachar okay, where you will see the, the beautiful mountain of Hermon with the snow cup in the, on top of it on the north and then the south is where Shunem, okay, where the prophet Elisha, you know, 
uh, raise up uh, we the, uh, the son of the Shunammite woman and the valley of Jezreel. And on the west is Nazareth, where Jesus was, you know, was raised. And from the, I think the right is Endor, where, you know, the witches of Endor, where Samuel or Saul went. So it's basically a part of, you know, it's a very historical place. And Nain is mentioned only once in the Bible. But uh, although this is a pleasant place, but in that particular day, in this particular day, I don't think it's something as pleasant. I mean, there's a gloom in the midst because of the procession, because of this funeral procession that's coming out of the city. And this is the son of a widow. A widow son. In fact, he's not just the son, he's the only son of, of the widow. And, you know, widow, in, during that time, just a short background, is they live in a very precarious uh, economic situation. Okay, that's, you know, during that time, it's an agricultural society. So they, they take their, you know, their livelihood in tilling the soil, the land. And if you're a widow, there's really, man is all, only the one who do that. Okay, and in fact, women that time is, unfortunately, is a second-class citizen. They don't have that equality that we experience now. So if you're a widow that time, you're actually living in, in poverty. Okay, most of it, most of them, okay? And your only hope is to have someone to help you. And th in this particular uh, story, it's, the, it's, it's supposed to be the son. It's supposed to be the son who is her hope. And unfortunately, it's the son died too. So she, I mean, she probably is really devastated. Okay, her, the hope, her hope, her joy, her life died. And it really was a very tragic day for her. And add to the fact that, you know, in Jewish theology, you know, in Jewish theology, they always think that uh, if someone suffers, okay, it's because God is punishing them for something, someone's sin. Okay, maybe the son is sinful. Or maybe not, maybe the mother. So imagine you're the widow, you're, you're, you're grieving. And there are some people that's, in fact, judging you. That maybe she's sinful. That's, the, that's why the Lord punished her. And that's really, uh, I mean, that's how the Israelites experienced God during that time. That the Lord punished them because of their sins. So it's really a tragic day for this widow. And, you know, and in, if not for this encounter with God, with Jesus, uh, she will just be a statistics in the Roman Empire, okay? Something that, uh, you know, living this, uh, was prop, was poets that they're living their lives in quiet desperation. And so as they were marching, you know, going down the hill, and it's like a hill, and then, there comes the Lord, okay, going up. And it's like, you know, there are, it's a train, uh, it's, uh, it's a procession of death. But ahead of them is the Prince of Life going to meet them. And 
I think the, the, the pivotal verse in this passage is in found in verse 13. Because I want to emphasize those uh, two words there. And when the Lord saw her, he had compassion. He had compassion on her. And said to her, do not weep. Do not weep. Those two words that I want to share, uh, let's say, uh, emphasize here is weep. You know, but when, the, when that word weep, it's the Greek word klyo, and it's not, it's not, you know, just the tears of someone that's really sad, but it's very vivid, okay? It's something as, yeah, weeping aloud, expressing uncontainable, audible grief. Maybe she's really, she's really, yeah. my son. She's really crying out loud. Okay? She's really pouring her soul. She was really devastated. Her only hope, her only joy, her only life died. And so maybe while they were walking, she's really crying out. She's weeping uncontrollably, unconsolably. It's Clio uh, is uh, devastated uh, grief, deep grief that cannot be consoled. Okay, so it cannot be consoled. It's like being being torn into two. That's Clio, and she is. But you know, in the Hebrew thought, okay, in Hebrew culture, there's more to it. There's more. The, the the word Greek is klaio, but in Hebrew it's baka, and and the thought of weeping there is not just okay, the same, the same thing. It's very very uh, expressive, but the the inner is different because it's lament to God. He, she is lamenting to God that she is saying that God, you are I I am dependent on you. Something like that. That I am totally dependent on you. And I believe that, you know, that when she was doing that, uh, maybe days before, you know, I don't really see why. And the reason why Jesus came over there. Maybe God led the Lord towards her because she is really weeping. And you know, the Lord has a soft heart for widows. Amen. You know, she is, what, what verse is that? He's the defender of widows, the father to the fatherless. Defender of widows. Okay, in the Old Testament, he, he has some laws to that, uh, you know, don't exploit widows. Don't, don't take, uh, don't, don't, don't uh, put them down. He wants to help them. In fact, there's a law in Moses that uh, when, when you're reaping, you know, when you're gleaning, leave some for those who are widows and poor and orphans. So, this widow is weeping so loudly. And then the other word is compassion. Okay, compassion. And you know, it's interesting. When you look at the English dictionary, compassion is a noun. Okay? But in the Greek word, it's, it's 
splunk ni somai. Okay, I don't know how to uh, how to really say that word. But it's a verb. <laughs> okay, from splunk na the inward parts, especially the normal trails, heart, lungs, liver, kidneys, intestines, and this came to denote the seat of the affection. Okay, so the seat of the affection, Jesus having compassion. So, it's interesting. I said earlier, the, 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 Greek, uh, the English compassion is noun, but in the Greek, it's bourbon. Because for, for the, the, the real thoughts in Hebrew, okay, is when you have compassion, you have to do something. Okay? It's not just a compassion that, uh, that you just put your hands around, that God will put His arms around you and cry with you. And you know, give you some, some, some encouraging talk. No, he has to do something. Okay. Compassion means response. Okay, emotion. There's a, an intense emotion that brings an action. There's an intense emotion on God's part, and basically, that's what God always do. It's the, the compassion that's being said here is not just the compassion that we give, but it's a divine compassion. You know, pity is a very graphic physical word. Let me read this. I think this is a... Okay. Uh, when For the Hebrew, uh, pity is the intense identification and it's not limited to feeling. You know, sympathy is emotional. I can't read this, okay? Emotional, uh, heartfelt identification. Pity is emotional response to another suffering. Empathy is emotional response to common bond or oneness. But when we talk about this divine compassion, it's more than emotion. It's action elicited by emotion. Action of love expressed as a result of sympathy or pity. Okay? Does not pass by the, the circumstances of sorrow with them. It's, it's like really putting himself into that situation of that person whom he pitied. And you know, that's what the Lord did to us. That's what Jesus did. Compassion for them is warfare. It's Jesus coming here and dying on the cross because He had compassion for all of us. Okay, experiencing that brutal death on the cross, is, that's compassion. And so in this particular uh, story that we read, when Jesus had compassion to this young lady, it's, just, it's not just do not weep and then pass. He had to do something and you know what He did is He touched the, the beer and he raised up the sun, which is a very powerful miracle. And just to, just want to share three things that happened to this woman when, because of this. You know, the day, uh, it's supposed to be a very tragic day, became a very glorious day. And the three things that happened to her is uh, first, 
because of the Lord's compassion, the the widow's life was changed from despondency to hope. Despondency. Despondent means a profound hopelessness. A profound helplessness. You know, this widow's life is a profound, you know, her life is very bleak. Her future is very bleak. It's very helpless. It's profound helplessness. But because he met the Lord, but because Jesus had compassion for her, her despondency was turned into a hope. A hope. And you know, uh, Jesus is, you know, we always say he's the, he's the giver of hope. He's the God of all hope. Now, I think the good example for that is this uh, this woman in Samaria where he, you know, when Jesus asked her for water, she was living in sin. She has uh, five, she had five uh, husbands and then the one that she has right now is a, it's not even, she, he's not, she's not even married. And, and basically her life is really in shambles. It's a mess. I don't believe that she's living a ha- very happy life. She's living life, you know, day by day. But you know, when Jesus encountered her, I think she's a, she's a good example because not, nothing really happens to her. Okay, Jesus didn't really give her a, a, a great miracle. But you know that her life was changed. Jesus healed her inwardly. Okay? But although she wasn't, she's coming to, those, to, the, to, the, to the well, the Jacob's well at, in the middle of the day, okay, in the desert. So that he, she won't really meet other people, okay? Maybe she's being uh, always, she always heard bad words. But you know, when she met Jesus, she became confident. She even go to the town and shared that this man has, he, he told me everything that I did. You can see the hope arise in her. And you know, I believe that uh, what happened to her, uh, I believe that she came to know the Lord Deeper, deeper than in the story that she was even saved, okay? So there's hope always in the Lord. Isn't it good to know that we can always have hope, okay? That in spite of the bleak situation, you know, you can see ahead. I don't know, I really know if it's going to happen, but God is always giving you hope. And that's what Jesus gave to this young woman. You know, when we, you know, we just recently buy a home, okay? And, you know, uh, I felt God uh, impressed to me, I think, last year. You know, I just, I don't know, I just felt very sad that we were going to leave the house that we're living for nine years. And I mentioned that to my, you know, I felt like the Lord saying that we're leaving here and I felt uh, really sad. <laughs> but, you know, it doesn't really happen tomorrow, okay, that after tomorrow we have a new house. It took months. And looking at our situation, our financial situation, it's really impossible. The house is getting up. The, the, the prices is getting higher. But there's always this hope in my heart that, Lord, I know that uh, it's, it's a promise and that you will come true to your promise. That you are true to your promise. That you are faithful. And He did. He He. he, 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 he he fulfilled his promise. Okay? So Jesus gave 
this woman, this widow, hope. Number two is, uh, okay, Psalm 10, 17. Can you put that in your... Lord, you know the hopes of the helpless. Surely, you will hear their cries and comfort them. Okay, the Lord knows the hope of the helpless. And uh, I don't know, maybe, you know, you're in your situation right now, there's a circumstance that you're feeling so helpless. The Lord knows, okay? And surely He will hear your cries and comfort you. Number two is from despair to joy. Okay, from despair to joy. This woman is you know, despairing, really. She's weeping loudly. She's unconsolably, unconsolable. Okay? But because Jesus was there, she encountered the Lord. Her despair was turned to joy. <laughs> you know, like David, okay? When they, I think David in Psalm 30, you turn my mourning into dancing. Okay, we always say that. <laughs> but how do you know? How, I mean, how many knows that it really is true? It's not just a song, okay? God can turn your mourning into dancing. God can turn your mourning, your grief into joy. Jesus is our fountain of joy. And you know, when I say joy, it's not just those happy feeling, okay, that will pass away. Sometimes joy is even in the midst. Even in the midst of suffering, you can, you can sing to the Lord. You know, when Paul and Silas was thrown into prison in, in the Philippian jail, in, the, uh, in jail in Philippi, and because, you know, the, they were being persecuted, you know what they're doing in the middle of the night? Okay, are they saying, Lord, why did you bring us here? You know, you, why did you leave us here? We, no, they were praising God. They were singing hymns. They have that inner joy. And because of that, there was an earthquake. Okay, when you read that passage, there was an earthquake and they were, you know, the, the, the jailer got saved because of that. Joy. And you know, joy, it's not joy, yeah, the Alex Valerius wife, it's not joy, but <laughs> the joy that is really coming from the Lord. Okay, that's, and I believe for this woman, you know, when she see her son, I don't know how she really reacted. Okay? I don't know. Maybe she's scared what's happening here. But she might really, ha she really have probably the joy of seeing that her son, her only son was alive. So from despair to joy. Psalm 30 verse 5. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may last through the night, but joy comes with the morning. Okay? Weeping may last for a night. What I'm trying to say here is when it's not always joy, okay? There will be times when God will, you know, bring us into difficult circumstances, okay? For us to grow, okay? To challenge our faith, okay? God will put us... He's not going to spoil us, okay? He wants us to grow. There may be times of weeping, but, you know, but when you're in, your, in the Lord, joy comes in the morning. There's always joy. 
coming. Okay? So from despondency to hope, from despair to joy, number three is from death to life. From death to life. And of course, it's the son, okay? Literally, he, was, he came back from death. And he's, he's dead, became alive. But you can see, you know, you know what? You can also tell for this mother, maybe uh, figuratively, that because her son died, she died. She's dead also. And when the son lived, he, she also lives. And you know, it's a very beautiful picture of really what God, what the Lord Jesus did for us. Okay, that we are all dead. But because Jesus rose from the dead, we also became alive in him. Of course, literally, Jesus can. Actually, in the Bible, I think there are uh, two times in the Old Testament when uh, where a dead person rise. Okay, I think one is uh, with uh, Elijah when he uh, raised the son of the widow of Zarephath, and then Elisha, okay, the uh, the son of the Shunammite women woman. So, and it happened, as I said earlier, it's very near Nain. So, those people, that's why when they saw this miracle, they said, but there's a great prophet among us. God has visited his people. Because they know what happened maybe 800 years ago when Elisha. And in the New Testament, uh, you know, Peter, okay, raised up Dorcas. And Paul, okay, Paul raised up this guy who, because he was sleeping, he fell on the third floor and died, but Paul raised him up. And Jesus, of course, Jesus, you know, he raised up this son of the widow in Nain, but he also raised up the daughter of Jairus and also Lazarus. Okay, Jesus raised up three people. And you know, in the Bible, just some number, huh? sometimes when you say Three, it's divine completion, divine perfection, like the Trinity, okay? Or the three days that Jesus rose from the dead. And so when Jesus raised up three person, then it's, it's, it means that he can raise up more than that, okay? And uh, of course, he also raised up, you know, he was, he was resurrected himself. And what I'm trying to say here is that Jesus can give life. I still believe that even right now, Jesus can do miracles of, of, of raising people from the dead. Now, I've heard it. I don't know if it's true in, in some people in China when the saints prayed. And, but more than that, it's not just physical death, but even spiritual death that God, Jesus, is here to give us life. You know, the real life, the Zoe life. Jesus said that I came that they might have life and life to the full. Jesus said that I am the way and the truth and the life. Jesus said that I am the resurrection and the life. John 5.21, can you put it there? For as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, so also the Son, Jesus, gives life to whom He will. 
He is the source of life. So from death to life, from despondency to hope, from despair to joy, from death to life. And so, uh, I just want to emphasize this, that in Jesus Christ, He is the giver of hope. Okay, you feel hopeless today? He can give you hope. He is the fountain of joy. Okay, maybe you're, you're feeling grieving. You're grieving. But give, Jesus can give you joy. And He's also the source of life. He is the source of life. His life, the Prince of Life itself. And so, uh, going back to going back to compassion. Okay, uh, my wife, uh, we're talking last night. I don't know if I just it just came into my <laughs> my mind uh, about this guy who had uh, I think an, an argument with her wife, with his wife, uh, with her wife, and then uh, <laughs> he. He went to a river and just, you know, just take his his life. And what's interesting is there are some people, okay, in the background, and they're just laughing, okay? (laughs) And they're even taking videos, okay? And this guy is taking his life, and the people, they don't really care until he died. Actually, he died. And they were just laughing and taking videos and you know, maybe cursing that guy. That's, that's really how the world or, 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 or Satan really. But you know God, Jesus, compassion. Okay? He's not going to take it just like that. Lamentations 3.22-23 in the commentations, the Lord's loving kindnesses indeed never cease. For His compassions never fail. Okay? In some translation it says, uh, because of the Lord's great love, we are not consumed. For His compassion never fails. It never fails. I don't know if you know English. When you say never, never. <laughs> So never say never. <laughs> it never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. God's compassion never fails. God's compassion never fails to us. And uh, one more verse in uh, Exodus. Then the Lord passed by in front of him, of Moses, okay, and proclaimed, The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate. You, you know, it's his name, okay? Uh, Moses asked him, uh, Lord, I want to see you. Uh, can you pass with me? And so this is what God is saying while he is passing at the back, uh, behind Moses' back. The Lord, the Lord God, compassionate and gracious, slow to anger. And abounding in loving kindness and truth. Imagine God Himself saying that I am a compassionate God. I am a compassionate God. And that's what uh, that's why I said earlier that He even sent His Son. Okay, that's the compassion. That's the divine compassion. He took 
a, 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 uh, he became flesh like us and died on the cross for us. Okay? Two other key words that I want to uh, uh, emphasize, although it's not in the story, is grace, okay? Because, you know, it's the grace of God. You can really see the grace of the Lord. You know, this widow is not asking for anything. Okay? I don't even know if his widow is worthy of what the Lord did for her. But, you know, it's the grace of God. It's the grace of God. It's, it's always a gift. He's giving it. Although, you know, it, it's, it's not based on merit, really. It's not based on how worthy a person is. It's freely given because God is gracious. And number two is power, okay? You know, Jesus, you know, it's, it's easy to be compassionate and do those things. But, you know, the good thing about the Lord is He has power <laughs> to turn things around, okay? He has power to raise up the dead. He has power to do the things that He promised to do. And so, this video experienced a great and wonderful miracle. And you know what? God, Jesus can also do this to us. And so, as I close today, uh, just three things that I want to, you know, practical things that I want to challenge us is, you know, if you are not in Christ, okay, you, you, you don't know Him. And maybe you're sitting here, but you really don't have a relationship. You know, God is compassionate enough to give you hope and joy and life. Okay? God wants you to experience the fullness of life. So I challenge you, okay? Jesus wants to have a personal experience with you. Now, if you are in Christ, then your hope is secure, okay? God promised that He will never leave you nor forsake you. He said that the joy of the Lord is your strength. He said that uh, in all things, God will work everything out for your good, Okay, if you're feeling, that's why Jesus said, do not worry about your life. Okay, the Father knows. I mean, the Father knows the number of your hair. The Father takes care of the sparrow. How about, do you think he cannot take care of you? So if you're in Christ, then your hope is secure. And if you know if you're feeling if you're feeling right now you're feeling Lord I'm not worthy you know it's not it's not <laughs> it's not in you okay God's compassion is not because of what you did okay oh man why did you do that I'm no longer love you anymore God doesn't God will not say that He is a compassionate compassionate God can you say that compassionate okay. With passion, compassion. And lastly, you know, if you are, or if Christ is in you, okay, that's what Paul said in Colossians, Christ in you, the hope of glory. If Christ is in you, you know what? Jesus said that, uh, the Bible said that he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We, we should be the most compassionate person. 
Why? Because Jesus is in you. Okay, it's not, you know, uh, just to clarify, when, when, when I say Jesus in you, Paul said that uh, it's no longer I who lives, but Christ lives in me. It's not your compassion. And then God will, Jesus will, will, will encourage you. No, it's Jesus' compassion. John said that I must decrease, but he must increase. He must become greater, and I must become less. So it's the life of our Lord, really. You know, it's like you are just being a channel of his compassion to others. And if Christ is in you, we should be the most compassionate person in the world. Amen? So uh, I want the music team to let's just sing one song and then we'll close in the word of prayer. Yes, Lord, thank you that out of the ashes in our lives, you can make something beautiful, Lord. Uh, thank you that we can always have hope in you, Jesus. That in spite of what's happening in our lives, there will, we can always have that joy and that life. And Lord, I pray for everyone that's in this place right now. Maybe some of them are, they have challenges. Some of them, their hearts are heavy. You know, they're feeling hopeless. And maybe there's some of them, they're feeling, they're grieving. They, they're, you know, they don't know what to do, but Lord, you are the God of power and miracle. And right now, I pray for them. Lord, if you're, if you're that person, just lift your hands to the Lord. Lord, I pray for those people that's lifting their hands to you, God. I pray that you touch them right now. I pray for your mighty moving of your spirit to be upon them right now. Pray that you will move powerfully in their situations that's happening, the circumstances that's happening, the challenges, challenging situation in their life right now, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord.